This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, April 19th, 2015. Going viral, making it personal. So yeah, we're going viral, but definitely not like that. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Oh boy. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for today. Beautiful day outside and right here. God, thank you that all of us are here to listen to your word found in scripture, to uh, what you teach us about, uh, open our hearts so that we might receive it. It's no accident that any one of us are here today. So we give this time to you. Help us set aside any distraction and just um, hear your message intended for each one of us in a very personal way. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Connection Church, going viral. That's the name of this series. We started it last week. Going viral, sharing the good news of Jesus. What's the good news? That he died and rose again for us so that we might have life and have it to the fullest, have joy in the midst of chaos, have freedom (coughs) in the midst of all kinds of messes in our life. I could go on and on about it. So that's the good news. Last week we shared why we should share the good news. We put up Matthew, a scripture of Matthew, and it was about the Great Commission. Remember that? Jesus didn't give us an option. Jesus said, go, make, baptize, teach in my name. So that's what, that's our marching orders. That's where we ended last week. And since we are Jesus's disciples, we are to share about Jesus, to share the good news, to tell everyone. Why? Well, because everybody matters to God. Everybody matters to God. Say everyone matters to God. Everyone matters to God. All right, that's a core value of Connection Church. We believe that, and that's why we're going viral. Hmm. So the question then is, how do we do it? How do we spread the good news of Jesus Christ? How do we share our faith? Well, Jesus gave us a little insight to this when he was sharing with his disciples. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got back into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. And then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because all the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Other seed fell among good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So I know that that's a lot of words on the screen. We usually don't try to put that much on there because it's a lot. But the important thing is we need that to see as we unpack what Matthew chapter 13 is all about. So, we have Jesus and his disciples. They lived back then, you know, 2,000 years ago. And 2,000 years ago, there were paths in the field that were packed down 
like cement because uh, it was so scorching hot. And so Jesus uses this teaching in a parable. Parables taken a story to share a greater truth. So Jesus compares the soil to our life or ability or our way to receive the word or the news of Jesus Christ. He says that if a sower puts seed on that path, on that cement-like path, it's like someone who doesn't understand. And the evil one snatches the seed away. It's like a bird snatching the seed off of the path. Mm. On the other hand, the rocky soil refers to some places in that region where just below the surface of the soil, there's a layer of rock, a layer of rock. And so the seed then, uh, and Jesus shared this later on in the, in, the, in the scripture. He shared with the disciples that the seeds were sent out quickly. They go down because they, they go quickly, but then they didn't get very deep because they would hit that layer of rock. And, and Jesus shared with the disciples, it's like the person who hears the word and, and quickly receives, it's all rare to go, but but it doesn't go real deep, doesn't have a chance to really throw down deep roots, and therefore it doesn't last, especially when that person faces trouble or persecution. And then we read that there are seeds that fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Oh my gosh, we have a lot of flower beds, and there's those thorny things that, uh, yeah, they choke out the plants, don't they? And so... What this means, it's, it's like someone who receives the good news about Jesus, what Jesus had done from them, but the cares of the world, possibly the lures of wealth, get in the way, and the seed is unable to grow and mature and uh, be fruitful because it gets, what, choked out. Mm. And then there's the good soil. And again, Jesus, in a later part of this uh, uh, part of the scripture, shares that this is the person who hears the word of God and, 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 and understands the word of God and, and then allows the word to be planted in their life and to grow and to be fruitful. And as a result, they produce a crop 100 times, 60 times, 30 times what was planted. And it's celebration time. So we learn a lot from this parable, but we want to pull a couple things out. The first thing that we learn is that we've got to plant seeds. We have to plant seeds. And the more we plant, the more we harvest. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? The more seeds we plant, the more we harvest. There's a direct correlation between the amount of seeds and the amount uh, that grows. So we're planting spiritual seeds. We're in the spiritual seed planting business. That's what we are. And so connection, we need to plant a lot of seeds. Amen that. It also tells us that when we plant, or excuse me, where we plant, has a lot to do with the harvest. It's important to plant our seeds on good soil if possible. That's not to say that dropping seeds anywhere might bring, might, imperative word there, might bring some results, but as we see from the, uh, from the parable, better soil, better results. And it also tells us that people uh, receive seeds differently, depending maybe on where they are in life, where they are spiritually. So the seeds you plant today 
might be received a whole lot differently from the, by the person than the seed you planted with them or tried to plant a year ago. So it's important to, to not just plant, but to even keep planting seeds with the same people. So you might think, well, where's good soil, Carrie? Okay, where do we have the best results to plant the seeds? Want to do a little poll here. All right, how many people here, we're not going to make you say anything, but if you wouldn't mind raising your hand when I ask the question, that would be awesome. So how many people are here because somebody invited them? Okay, keep your hands up. Look around. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. All right. Next of all, um, how many out of the people that raised your hand, how many are here because uh, you were invited by someone that you don't know? That's exactly the results from first One. service. Just okay. About. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All wow. right. Well, it's somebody you did know, Joel. It's the Holy Spirit, and you learned that, didn't you? That's the cool thing. You know, he's going to give his talk in Alpha. I cannot wait to hear it in a week or two. Awesome. All right. So next of all, how many were here because uh, a friend, Fran, relative, acquaintance, or neighbor invited you? Like, okay, hold your hand up. Look around. Look around. This is an important thing. Great. Uh, let me just extend it. Not just here, but at, at start a church at any time in your life because somebody invited you. Yeah. Not just connection, but, yeah. you know, came to church for because, and that includes your mom when you were three and didn't have a choice. She invited you. Yeah, that's, that's, yes, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of you. All right. Hey, I'm that's just good. Saying. That's all right. That's our job. Those experience. moms are good inviters. I'm just yeah. saying. All right. So that last category, obviously, is the good soil. That's the good soil. That yields the best harvest the best results. So where are we gonna plant seeds? In our, with friends, relatives, acquaintances, and neighbors to get the best yield, the best return mm. on that. And that's our title today, Making It Personal. We can invite strangers, and, and we should, uh, and we can do it in a lot of different ways. You know, we, we can put an ad in the newspaper. We, we can do postcards, and we can hand them out to people, and we can, uh, as they come in out of storage, we can put them in their windshield. I've done that before out at Acme. And, and, and we can uh, personally deliver them to their houses, or, or uh, you know, we can hang banners uh, down on our property or hang them across Broad Street. Uh, we can hand out invites at the Christmas parade or at the uh, Peach Festival parade or at the You Name It parade. And, and we can send letters to the new people who just moved into uh, a neighborhood in the area. And, and the thing is, we've done all those things and we plan to continue doing all those things. And some of you are here because uh, we did those things and we celebrate that. That's not a bad thing. Um, but, but here's the thing. Um, it's the personal invite. It's the one-on-one -on -one relationship. It's the opportunity to look the person, the other person in the eye, maybe, maybe even tell them your story, share what difference Jesus has made in your life. The opportunity to make it personal, that's the most effective way because that's the, the good soil that we've been talking about here this morning. That's the most effective way of inviting someone to this church, inviting someone to a new life in Jesus Christ, the most effective way of going viral with this thing that we call the good news of Jesus. So in the book of Matthew, Matthew is in the New Testament. It shares 
about the life and ministry of Jesus, and there's a lot of red letters that means in my Bible that Jesus said it. And so in Matthew, we've actually been dwelling in Matthew for a while, because last month we looked at Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, but one piece of it, the Beatitudes. Remember that? So right, and that 5, 6, and 7 is called the Sermon on the Mount. Great, all right. So right after the Beatitudes, we hear how Jesus shares with his disciples um, why we're here, our purpose. So here we go. Here we go. This is Jesus talking. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost, your, you've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. And now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Say this last part with me, will you? By, By opening, opening up, up to, to others, others you'll, you'll prompt, prompt people to open, open up with God, God this generous Father in heaven. heaven. Amen. So we read here that Jesus says that we are here to be salt seasoning. Another uh, version of scripture says we're here to be salt. And you're thinking, what is that about? Well, salt adds flavor. I know we're not supposed to use it a lot, but it adds flavor. So we're, call <clears throat> we're called to add flavor, God flavor to the world. And the easiest people to do that with, the easiest people to be salty with or <clears throat> salt seasoned with are people that are likely to see our light shining, but it's really not our light, it's Christ's light shining through us, those people who we're in relationship with. It can happen with total strangers, absolutely. It can happen with those that we're barely acquainted with. But the good planting soil, according to God's word, the good planting soil are those who we have a relationship with, and I'll just say it, the gooder the better. Amen that, the gooder the better. Yeah, the gooder the better. Okay, we shared last week that Jesus told his disciples that they were to go and be his witnesses. Remember, a witness shares what they know to be true. His witnesses in Jerusalem, then in Judea, in Samaria, and where? Ends of the earth. So it says in Jerusalem, we're supposed to start at home supposed to start at home. We start with those we know, those who we have a relationship with. So I just love it when God gives a real-life example, like right on time. Like the day before the message. Like the day before the message. So on um, Tuesday, we had some flowers delivered that were for our neighbors across the street, but they weren't home, so they were at our house. And so you go, we you know, went to go deliver them, and they weren't home. And then they weren't home some more. And I'm thinking, that's a little weird. Didn't see any activity at the house, so I opened up the card and I read it. And it said that her mother had passed away. 
And I'm like, oh no. And I knew that her mom lived in the Midwest. So I started kind of praying. And here's the thing with this. We've lived across the street from them for 12 years. Barely talk. And when I say barely, I don't know that we've had a conversation in a year or two. Honestly, like, hi, that's it. That's it. Not even that, because we're in and out at different times. So I go to her door when she got home on Friday, handed her the flower and said, I'm sorry you weren't home. I read the thing. I'm really sorry that your mom passed away. I knew her mom. She was a sweet lady. She says, come on in and sit down. I sat down at the kitchen table. She shared that her mom had been sick for since November. My heart broke. I didn't know that. I didn't know that she had been traveling back and forth to the Midwest every three or four weeks to visit her mother. This is April. And I'm, I said, you know, I'm really sorry that I didn't know. She goes, well, you couldn't have done anything. I said, oh, yeah, I could have. I could have been praying for, for her and for you and for your family because I, I do care about you even though we don't really talk at all. And... Um, we kind of had tears in our eyes and realized that we had missed some opportunity over the years. And so I said, you know what, this summer, let's, you know, have some chat on my patio or yours a couple times. And he's like, yeah, that's great. So then, oh, we exchanged phone numbers. I couldn't even call her. I didn't even have any contact information to say, you're not home or everything okay. 12 years. And so then, I get a text from her about 30 minutes later. Thanks for visiting today and for bringing the plant to us. Mostly thanks for being a friend and reminding me how important relationships are. I wept. I have a great opportunity to be a friend to this person who I should have had a deep friendship with. We're really different people. We're very different in the way we look at life and all that kind of stuff. But I am very excited about getting to know her. And um, I'm thankful that God gave me that example to share with you today, Mm -hmm. like right on time. Amen. Read read the rest of the message. Oh, oh, the rest of the message. Okay. So she said, thank you for being my friend. Then I write, on my bucket priority list, summer nights chatting. So that means I'm not going to be able to be at some meetings. Summer nights chatting. It's not an accident. We're neighbors. And then she writes back, agreed. We are who we are and where we are because God planned it that way. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Timely, yesterday. Wow. You know, there's a Christian community beyond, involves, when I say beyond the local church, people from the local church, various churches are involved in this. It's called the Walk to Emmaus. There's a youth version called Chrysalis. Sponsor weekend retreats to help people go a little deeper in their faith with Jesus. Many here have been, how many? If you've been on one of those weekends, raise your hand. Now, everybody else, look at those people. I would encourage you to chat with them, if you possibly can, to ask them what the importance of that weekend is, what it did for them in their spiritual walk. I'd encourage you strongly, because it's incredible what can happen as a result of the weekend. But anyway. um, In fact, there's one weekend going on right now. There is. And we have Mike Newton, who's 
there. A Chrysalis weekend, boys mm -hmm. next weekend. Yeah. So a lot right right now happening with that. All right, so if you're a young man, <laughs> second semester freshman up to a first semester freshman in college, talk, talk to, to Sarah. Talk to somebody who had their hand up. There you go. Anyway, one of the talks on that weekend, um, that weekend retreat, is called Christian Action. It's a, it's a talk that encourages believers to do exactly what we've been talking about this morning. And um, to go and to share and to invite, we're talking about this whole month. Um, now, Carrie and I went on that walk like 28 years ago, 28 years ago, when we were just, we must have been teenagers must or something. Must have been. I mean, Devin, Devin was two years it, old. It should have been a chrysalis that. weekend because we were so young. Um, summer of 1987. And, and the funny thing is, I still remember some key things from that weekend. I mean, I remember the whole thing because I've been involved since then, but I remember hearing things for the first time that weekend, and they just really rang. And from that talk, the thing that I remember and rang with me was this. It's a, it's a real simple thing. It goes like this. Make a friend, be a friend, bring a friend to Christ. Say it with me, will you? Make, Make a, a friend, friend, be a friend, bring, bring a, friend a friend to Christ. And what that does is encourages us to take our time and to get to know the other person to develop a relationship with them and uh, let them develop a relationship with us before we make the big ass, before we uh, go into this deep spiritual <laughs> stuff, before we invite them to meet Jesus. And because it, what it boils down to is a trust thing. See, it's kind of risky to go up to somebody and invite them to check out Jesus. Can I get an amen on that? How many think it's a little bit of a risky thing to do? Yeah. All the introverts in there. Okay. Um, but you know what's even riskier to do is, is to be that person who's hearing the invite and to say yes. Yeah. To say yes to something that you might, gosh, not know a whole lot about, but be willing to, to take a step into. It's important to um, allow that person to know you at least a little bit be, before you're trying to get them to know Jesus, before you ask them to take that risk. Make a friend, be a friend, bring a friend to Christ. Got a little video of, of somebody who did that. So Jen and I met about five years ago. Um, I was in grad school and she was one of my um, practicum advisors um, during that time. Um, but we really um, didn't begin our relationship about until about two years ago. Um, there was a position opened here at Reading Middle School and I had been wanting to work in the Appomattox School District. And so um, I was hired to work here and her and I um, became co-teachers. And then it was uh, last summer where she had a gathering at her house with a bunch of teachers and VBS is coming up. So I decided I was gonna be a little bold and I mentioned to her that um, Connection was having our VBS in the next couple weeks and that she should bring her kids. She has two kids. And she said, yeah, that would be great. So um, she signed her kids up and then from there I was like, well, you know, you should come to church with me. And so a couple weeks later, uh, she came to church. Um, what's interesting in all this, though, is that um, I 
was hired to work at Middletown High School after the school year had started, and that's sort of where I've ultimately wanted to be in my career. Um, but they told me I had to wait until next year to start uh, because the school year had already started. And so I was just sort of upset and questioning God, like, God, why have you given me this opportunity? And then sort of not letting me have it now. And it was very apparent to me um, after a few weeks that um, I was here at Reading for a purpose this year, and it wasn't necessarily for my kids, even though I do love them, but that it was um, so that Jen and I could grow our relationship. Last year, um, I just started my spiritual walk, and um, I was really sort of trying to find someone to talk to about where I should go um, on this journey. And it just so happened that the best person to talk to was the person who sat across from me every single day. Um, and I wait, I knew Devin's parents were pastors and I knew that she was really dedicated to her faith and to church. And I was sort of waiting for an opening. Um, and one day Devin asked me about vacation Bible school for my girls. We had just moved down to Middletown from Newark. And um, I knew that was a perfect opportunity because my girls had been begging me to go to vacation Bible school. Devin brought up vacation Bible school and I told her immediately that absolutely, show me how to sign up, where to sign up, and um, I did. And it was probably one of the best things that I could have done for our family. Um, my girls had an absolute blast from right when they started. And I think as a mom, that's what I needed. I needed to see that um, through my girl's eyes. Devin then invited me to come to a service on Sunday. And she said, I'll be there. I'll be at this service. Does that work for you? Um, we got the girl signed up in the garage and um, that was it. We just started coming each week and um, I met some people I already knew that were also members of Connection. And um, they started talking about small group. And next thing I knew, I was signed up for a small group. And I absolutely feel that that's exactly where I needed to be. And I think with every step I've taken, I have learned that um, this is my path and this is where I need to be. And I felt that if Devin hadn't said something I don't know what it have waited for another whole year. Um, I don't know where I would have been, but it, that was that moment and that's what I needed. I feel like it's deepened our friendship. Oh, definitely. Like, I think our conversations now are so much more. Easy. Oh, we talk about like Jesus and purposeful. purposeful. I think we're connected. It's connected us. Oh, I agree. When we pray a lot, um, we say like, you need to pray about that. Um, a lot of our lunches and plannings are consumed, not the entire time, but are consumed with things that we've read or Bible verses we've seen or just trying to walk through life and thinking about how Jesus would handle different situations. And that's really cool because last year I would not have done that, but this year having somebody that I can really talk to. Mm. Mm. Mm.
I just so, got to say, Jen, I give you a lot of credit because in there you said, I knew her parents were both pastors, and she didn't say, but I listened to Devin anyway and gave ahead and gave it a try, you know? I, <laughs> also, I also have to say you were very risky yeah. to, to allow us to do that, but yeah. thank you so thank you much. much, and it's awesome uh, that you're a part of our church family now, Jen, you and your family, yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So um, sometimes, I don't know if you heard it, but Jen said, I was just waiting. Sometimes people are just waiting for an opening. So we need to listen to those promptings and, and step through that door. But it's also important to know that <clears throat> making a friend and being a friend can take years from this point to possibly bringing them to Christ or understanding that somebody else has, which it's all about kingdom building. It's not you know, about what we do, but it's about building the kingdom. But being a friend is exactly what God might call us to do. That's what I'm going to do with my neighbor. I'm going to be a friend. I'm not going to Jesus, Jesus stuff. I am going to be her friend because God has it under control. God's in charge. The Holy Spirit's going to do the work through us. Yeah. So last week, we gave you the challenge of identifying some people who matter to God, who God, I've got to thank you, I'm good, uh, calling you to reach out to. Now, in your program today, you should have something that looks like this. Please take it out. And it's important to shake it so I can hear that it, they're out shake there. Shake it off. Shake it off. I don't hear... I only hear about half of them shaking. I'm sorry. That's better. Okay. All right. If you look on the side, who is in your friend network, right? And it's got some lines there. Now, you've been thinking, if you follow the challenge, about people all week. I want you to take a couple minutes now. Take the pen from the seat in front of you. There should be one someplace. And jot down those people that you've uh, been thinking about, praying about, who've come to your mind this week. You can put them in the category, friend, relatives, acquaintances, and don't say, well, they don't fit any place. Okay, put them along the edge. We're not, you're not going to cop out on me on that one. So you're doing your, in, your homework assignment in class today. You got a minute. It's final Jeopardy. Okay. If you didn't have time to finish, take it home, put, you know, keep putting names on here, keep putting names. And here's the thing, as you draw them, pray over the names, keep praying over them, and keep this in mind. Think about the names on that list that are the most like, unlikely to listen to your story, the most unlikely to take you up on an invite to church. You know the name that says, no way, because you know with God, there's, uh, there's, you know, God's name is Yahweh, which means there's always a way when we think there's no way. Amen? Amen. So pray extra hard on those no way names. Pray to Yahweh. Here we go. And so um, seek God's direction. 
to help you get to know those people better, to, to be making better friends, for allowing you to be in the best position possible to make an invite to them, to help them come to Jesus Christ. And so um, consider uh, this, though, the next time you um, are with a person on your list there. If it's appropriate, if you're led, you know, be open to the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, if you hear said, no, 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 don't do it. But if, if it's appropriate, look the person in the eye and, and just say to them, you know, I'm going to be thinking about you this week. What can I pray for you? What can I pray for you? Is there anything I can pray for you this week when I think about you? And, and, and like, chances are good they're going to tell you something, right? They're going to say, well, I got this situation with, or my mom's got, or one of my kids, or whatever the situation, and they're going to probably share something with you. And when they do, take the opportunity to say, can I pray with you right now? Chances are good they're going to say, okay. well, yeah, sure. And if they don't say, that's okay, I'll pray with you this week. But just think about this. If they give you the opportunity to pray with them right then, they've just opened the opportunity to some future conversations, some future spiritual conversations. You've opened the door for them to maybe ask you some questions. Opportunity to, in a very gentle, uh, uh, non-threatening, I call it organic because it's so natural way of sharing in some God talk, Jesus talk, and the chances are good they're going to be initiating it all because you said, can I pray for you? Can I pray with you? You know, and, and here's the thing. When you do the prayer thing, don't get all King James on them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if you don't know what King James is, that means don't use language from the 1600s, the, the these and the thous and the thys and the thines. Don't get all churchified on them. Just pray. Just be natural. Just be yourself and talk to God on behalf of this friend of yours who's sitting there with you. Amen? Amen. So I didn't do that with my neighbor because I just, <laughs> it wasn't one time for that. Um, but I suspect that will come <coughs> eventually, and I'm really excited about it. We already took the little poll where a lot of us are here because somebody invited us. And um, Jesus, somebody took a risk. Jesus is saying to us, go make disciples teaching, baptizing. So we're asking you to be a risk taker. We're asking you to be an inviter. Pray about your friend network. Look for openings. Look for opportunities to make a difference and get ready, connection to walk through the door. Get ready. Now we've heard a lot from you over the last year, like, well, I don't know how. That's why we're doing this series. We started with the why, And today, you know, make it personal next week. And then the week after, we're going to continue to teach on this so that we can, Connection Church, go viral. That's what we're called to do, to go viral. Are you with us? Yes. Thank you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming today on this gorgeous day. And most of all, thank God for the opportunity for another day to live and breathe and to go viral with the good news. Amen? Let's pray. Mighty God, wow, 
You know, it can be intimidating, but it's really not an option for those of us who say that you're our Lord, that you tell us to go and make, baptize, teach. So give us this holy boldness, Lord, like surprise us and then help us recognize that it's all you that is uh, behind it all. Thank you, Lord. There's beautiful news to be shared, that you are the God of the universe and that all people matter to God. Help us carry that message. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community